Alrighty, today, heathens, um, we have uh, like I don't know. Moses is gonna bring in some crickets, and and then he's gonna kill some beasts, and uh, then he's he's gonna basically put I don't know like a tarp over Egypt or something to block out the sun. I don't know what uh, what's going on today. <laughs> well, so today we have the rest of the plagues um, in Egypt with the exception of the final death plague. Okay. The firstborn sons that happens next time. Um, but this time, yeah, we get the plague of dead animals, the plague of boils, the plague of hail, um, not crickets, but locusts. Locusts are way scarier than crickets. Although, I, I mean, I guess they're kind of similar. Um, and then we also have darkness, uh, Pharaoh and Moses meet a lot. Um, and Aaron, of course, because Moses can't speak apparently. And, um, yeah, the the Pharaoh says, okay, I'll do it. Moses says, okay, cool, I'll stop this. He does, and then Pharaoh's like, eh, maybe I won't stop it. But it's all because God's hardening his heart. Oh, man, that, that hardening his heart. A lot like when God watches gay porn. Don't wait, wait. Hashtag Israel buttfuck. For God's sake, a minute, 30 seconds, Jesus Christ, John. <laughs> Hey, heathens, how you guys doing? I uh, appreciate you joining us yet again for another Daily Bible Podcast. And we, uh, like we outlined before, we're going through the rest of the plagues, minus the, um, you know, the capstone to it being the death of all the firstborn children. Uh, today we're just uh, releasing the crickets and killing the beasts and blocking out the sun for three days. Also hail. Oh yeah, there's also hail. I bet you it's that hail that's like in uh, the day after tomorrow, where that is like some it's, crazy shit. <laughs> like it's just this huge hail that comes down and like kills a motherfucker yeah. like immediately. Anyways, all right. So where are we starting off with there, Casey? Hi y'all. First of all. Oh yeah. Hey, the, Casey's here. Yeah, I'm here. I you know I also do this too. Well, you you're sort of the more important person to all this, from what I can tell in the comments. <laughs> Well, that's because I don't constantly bring up Israel buttfuck. Hashtag Israel bloodfuck dick blood oath. Blood, blood, blood dick blood oath. Dick you can't even keep your own fucked up hashtag straight, <laughs> man. Come on now. <laughs> okay, so today we are starting Exodus chapter 9, and we're going to start out with verses 1 through 7, which is the plague of dead animals. Okay, so the last time, just to, um, just to, recap we went through let me get on the right page here um pharaoh refused them asking we went through um snakes rods becoming snakes right uh we went through water to blood we went through the plague of frogs the plague of gnats the plague of flies um and then pharaoh agreed that they could do their sacri the israelites could do their sacrifices locally they just couldn't leave to do it so now we're at um no we're not wanting to do this shit local we're going to do this out in the desert and you're going to let us go if you don't we're going to fuck up your uh what are they lives. called what no dead animals their livestock we're going to fuck up your livestock so i got um, it mostly correct lives livestock I just forgot to talk in my tick. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad dad joke. Is that a dad joke? 
Yeah, that Is would that be that, that would be a dad legit joke? dad joke from Godless Engineer. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, so. The Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says, let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back, the hand of the Lord will bring a terrible plague on your livestock in the field, on your horses and your donkeys and camels and on your cattle and sheep and goats. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and that of Egypt so that no animal belonging to the Israelites will die. So the Israelites' livestock will be fine, of course, because they're God's chosen livestock. Wait, now, this isn't the part where they have to, like, paint the livestock and, like, the blood of other livestock, is it? No, 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 wait, that's the door frames because God has to be reminded who his chosen people are. Never mind. Well, uh, yeah, but but the, <laughs> the, whole, the whole dipping the one and the other one's blood that you just killed, that's the cure to uh, leprosy. Oh, yeah, that, I forgot about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got to sprinkle oil on your dick. Yeah, that? yeah. Well, that's for dick leprosy. Oh. So you sprinkle the blood on whatever affected area you have. So I mean, if you got dick leprosy, uh, then uh, you know you'd sprinkle <laughs> it on your dick. And and I was addressing specifically dick leprosy in that video. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you haven't seen uh, GE's Bible questions videos, they're short videos, um, questions about stuff in the Bible. They're hilarious, and y'all need to check them out. Anyway. Moving right along, plague dead animals. So the Lord set a time and said, tomorrow the Lord will do this and uh, do this in the land. And the next day the Lord did it. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but not one animal belonging to the Israelites died. Pharaoh sent the men to his men, of course, to investigate and found that not even one of the animals of the Israelites had died. Yet his heart was unyielding and he would not let the people go. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take handfuls of soot from a furnace and have Moses toss it into the air in the presence of the Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to throw ashes on this bitch. <laughs> that should teach him. <laughs> Wait, now, God, you want me to get ashes and just sort of toss it up like it's fucking confetti? Is that what you want me to do? Yes. Is somebody going to burst up out of the ground being like, surprise, you're <laughs> fucked? No, so here's what's going to happen. It will become fine dust over the whole land. Apparently, if he tosses it in the presence of the Pharaoh, it will scatter over the entire land. You know, well, because okay, that's like how physics ha- works. Well, yeah, a handful of dust, like, I mean, sure, it could cover the entire land. Like, I mean, you can you can have it cover the entire land, but, I mean, it's going to be thin as fuck. Like, you're not going to be able to tell a handful of dust has covered the entire land. I mean, I don't know. That's just ridiculous. I know that we're dealing with magic here, and you should not try to apply <laughs> any kind of reality to this situation. Right. Because it's a metaphorical story. And it's a myth meant to taught a uh, certain thing. Teach taught teach certain things so i but still people regard this as history and it's just ridiculous i mean you throw something up in the air like dust up in the air and it's just it, it's got a scatter pattern that's predictable well dirt i mean i know this is dust from a furnace but like if you throw dirt up in the air and toss a rib in the dirt you know what you get a woman a woman no no <laughs> no that, that's a, it's called a baker Oh, <laughs> funny. Another dad joke. Okay. So when he throws the soot up in the air, festering boils will break out on men and animals throughout the land. Apparently the women's are safe. Um, so here. wait, wait, just dust from the furnace causes boils? Yeah. 
Like, if I go and get some dust from a furnace, I don't know where the fuck a furnace is here in North Alabama, but if I were to go get dust and throw it in the face of somebody, would they break out and, and boils? Or is this a specific God magic kind of thing? No, oh, no, that's not like, he's not saying that's how soot works. He's just <laughs> saying that's, it's, it's going to be, basically he's creating a scene, like he's making it, he's giving it some flair. Because, you know, it's God. So he could just be like, Boyle, point his lightning dick and zap, right? So that's, yeah, I got that from you. <laughs> Hashtag lightning dick. <laughs> so, you know, technically, well, not technically, but based on the story, God doesn't need soot to create boils, right? It's for flair. Well, right, but that's the whole point. It, it, I mean, he's dressing something up that he doesn't need to dress up. I mean, but, you know, God's like, hey, you know, go get this dust, throw it up in the air like a like a dipshit and, and, and just be, be all magical for the story, please. <laughs> Maybe it will. You know what? I wonder if it causes boils on his uh, snake rod. <laughs> Can you just imagine? It's like, oh, no, honey, I didn't I didn't I didn't sleep with that. But that whore from down the road, no, that's just, I got a little bit of dust on my dick. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. It, just, it was some of that magic God dust that got on my dick. Don't worry about it, honey. Well, so, <laughs> because it said, I mean, it says man and animals. So I just, you know, it brought me back to the whole snake thing. Anyway, let's let's move on from that. So, um, they did. They took the soot from the furnace, stood before Pharaoh. Moses tossed it into the air and festering boils broke out on men and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils that were on them and on all of the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said. So, we get the next plague. Ready? 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 Oh, let me let me guess. The next plague is the the crickets. No. Fuck. Okay, I'm failing this whole ten plagues thing. What? What's next? <laughs> So then the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning, confront Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says. Look, I, I just guessed it was going to say that because I had to turn the page. But of course it said it because they repeat all kinds of shit in this book. Um, let my people go so that they may worship me or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against your officials and against your people. So you may know that there is no, uh, no one like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the earth. But I have raised you up for this very purpose. So what's interesting here is that God is torturing these people, like torturing these people. Granted, yes, they have, tech, according to the Bible, sinned. the Egyptians have sinned against the Israelites, his chosen people, but... God is purposefully hardening Pharaoh's heart, hardening the officials' hearts so that no matter what Moses does or shows them, it's not going to work. This is fucking diabolical. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's like, hey, hey, go do these magic tricks and, and see if they'll listen to you. I mean, they're not going to listen to you because I make it to where they won't listen to you so we can keep torturing these fucks. Right. Well, that's because God loves torture, and yeah. he loves torturing Egyptians. So all you Egyptian Christians out there, just remember. Are there, are there Egyptian Christians? Oh, I'm sure there's Egyptian Christians. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, you know, you wonder why, like, 
there are Muslims in Egypt. So I don't want nothing to do with that fucking. Of course, it's the same God. So I mean, the Abrahamic God is the same God for Islam. As it is you got you got what you really got to worry about is that one Osiris fuck that's out there that believes in Osiris, and then he's like, yeah, I just keep that shit to myself. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you fucks take religion way too seriously. <laughs> so um, I have raised you up for this purpose. Um, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed on all the earth. Uh, you still set yourself against my people and you will not let them go. Therefore, at this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt. Hailstorm. Um, from the day that was it was founded until now, give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field to a place of shelter because the hail will fall on every man and animal that has not been brought in and is still out in the field and they will die. The officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside. But those who ignored the word of the Lord left their slaves and livestock in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so the hail will fall all over Egypt on men, on animals, on everything growing in the fields of Egypt. When Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed down to the ground. So the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. Hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. I don't know why we have to. These, this is really shitty descriptors here. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> you also have to take into account that when this was written, of course there's going to be shitty descriptors. And, I mean, it, this all just seems really bloated storytelling stuff. Well, like, like this is not how history is written, so. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> isn't, this isn't how history is written at all. And this isn't how, you know, this this is horrible. Um, so... It was the worst storm in all of the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. Throughout Egypt, hail struck everything in the fields, both men and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. The only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were. Gollum. Gollum was Gollum. cool. My precious. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It, it was we very precious. Those. Oh, Lord the Lord of the, of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah, it's much better storytelling than the Bible. So well, that's true. That's true. And I mean, we have like all 12 discs of it. We do. Yeah. <laughs> all of the extra footage and everything. All the things. All the things. All the things about the box set because... Nerd know. stuff. Yeah. So, now we've had hail all over the land. Oh, hail. Oh, hail. <laughs> so, Pharaoh... Pharaoh, of course, is like, go get that bitch Moses, right? Also, I have a question I, that I was thinking during this previous section, and I sort of forgot as I was reading. Um, why does God need Moses to put his hand out? Moses isn't magic. God is magic. So why does God need Moses, one, to speak for him, or Aaron, for that matter, because Moses technically isn't the one speaking, Aaron is. But why does God need Moses or Aaron to speak for him or put his hand out or put on he, put on the show? Why does he need a human person to put on the show for him? Obviously, he can do this shit himself. So what is the purpose? In the story, well, what's the purpose? What, what, what's the purpose? The The purpose is, is, is the whole idea that God uses people as instruments in order to 
do his will. Like makes that, Moses a hero, essentially well, a hero of the people. Well, it does. I mean, Moses is also supposed to be a prophet with a direct link to God. It's the whole idea is is that not everybody has a direct link to God. Only like prophets and specific people like that. Like you go on from here, and you have other prophets on down the way, like Elijah and Elijah. Um, like those are prophets. Uh, you have Samuel, who's also a prophet who directly communes with God. It, it's always, but, but, but in reality, what I think it is, is that it's the way that they explain why God isn't apparent to everybody and not everybody can like, you know, commune with God or get direct messages from God. That it, would make the story better. Like, it would make the story better if everyone had a direct connection. Like, if everybody could just have a chat with God, like, that would make it better. <laughs> because it would be actual fucking evidence. Right. But but then that wouldn't actually be, it would be more mytholo- This would be mythological now right. if that was the case. Because you're right. I'm with you. They can't have it to where everybody can talk to God. Only prophets can talk to God. And you don't know who the prophets are, right? Right. So because if everybody could talk to God, then nobody would believe it if they couldn't talk to God. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Fair fair deal. See, you're useful. Yay! (laughs) I'm not just here for dick jokes. (laughs) All right. So now Pharaoh reneges again. He summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he said to them. The Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hail. So I, wait, wait a second. You're going to sit here and tell me that an Egyptian who believes in fucking Osiris and shit mm-hmm. and and it, it believes in the Egyptian mythologies and stuff like that right. is sitting there saying, oh, no, praise your Lord. Yes. Praise your God because he's obviously fucking real and my shit's not real. Like, well, so what he's saying is he's not saying I'm going to pray to your God. He's saying you, you pray to your God to stop this shit. Well, he's not really saying yours is real and my is mine is not. He he's admitting. I think here he's admitting that theirs is real. I don't think that's saying anything about his because he's not abandoning his for abrahamic well okay i can i can buy that because like um the jew like like legit jewish faith Mm -hmm. believes that um or at least how it's uh, purported in the old testament is Mm -hmm. that they they knew other gods existed but like the israelites were specifically you know worshiping um that god yeah for a long time for a long time in abrahamic religion um, other gods were understood and accepted, like not yeah. not worshipped, but they didn't discount the fact that they were there. Right. It's 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 along the lines of like the whole um, uh, Greek mythology kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they like the imagine like a pantheon of all the gods that existed. Well, these fucks just happened to pick Yahweh in order to 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 praise. Right. Eventually, throughout time, it became, oh, no, there's only one God. All the other gods are, you know, fake and mythological and stuff. Right. But originally, to the Jews, other gods existed. Mm-hmm. They did. I, I did I did more academic kind of thing instead of, like, the dick joke uh, shtick. Yeah. I'm, prou- I'm, prou- I'm very proud of you. S- baby steps. <laughs> okay. So... Um, he said, Pharaoh says, pray to the Lord for we have had enough thunder and hail, hail, hair. <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrible? Mm-hmm. Hairable. <laughs> Apparently I need more coffee. You ready? I will let you go. 
you do not have to stay with, with me any longer. Moses replied, when I have gone out of the city, I will spread my hands in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop and there will be no more hail so that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. Um, and for some reason, it was important to put in parentheses here. The flax and barley were destroyed since the barley had headed and the flax was in bloom. The wheat and spelt, however, were not destroyed because they ripen later. Okay, thanks. Like we have to caveat the fact that um, not all the crops were destroyed because they hadn't bloomed yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is kind of like the thing. Was it last week where it's like Moses was 80 and Aaron was 83 or Aaron was 80 and Moses was 83 or whatever? I (laughs) I mean, it's uh, sir. um, What is it? Um, Superfluous. Superfluous. Superfluous yeah. information. It's just extra information that doesn't need to be there, but it is. And it's totally out of place. It's not even that it's extra that you don't need to know. It's just like stuck in there for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. So Moses left and went out of the city. He spread his hands toward the Lord. The thunder and the hail stopped and the rain no longer poured down on the land. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts, so Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not let the Israelites go, just as the Lord had said through Moses. So God said what he was going to do, said he was going to prevent Pharaoh from doing the right thing, and then celebrates the fact that Pharaoh did what he made him do. Right? Sounds right. Like, I'm the all-powerful, yay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he wants, like, a proverbial God cookie. Oh, yes. God always wants a cookie for Do you doing normal. think hell is God's oven? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm restricting myself from making a Jew joke right now. <laughs> like, or maybe God's campfire, would, like hell is God's campfire. Well, like, hey, we're going to make some s'mores and bake our marshmallows all for all of these fucking people burning. Well, <laughs> I was going to say in, in Jewish mythology, the Sheol, which which exists under the earth. Yeah. And that's basically the concept of hell. Um, it, it mimics Greek mythology in that, you know, like everybody goes there. Like there's no heaven, really. Yeah. There, there's just like a division in hell, but the righteous Jews and the unrighteous Jews. Well, and that's whatnot. because they don't have Jesus. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say it makes sense that God would send His chosen people to the furnace. <laughs> that Nazi fuck. It's horrible. See, you, but that was good. That was good information. Mimics Greek mythology. I like it. Keep doing this kind of stuff. We might actually get some 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 listens. Hold on, I gotta get some dick jokes out here. <clears throat> Israel blood dick oath. What? Butt fuck. Wait. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to Exodus chapter 10, all right? We're going to talk about the purpose of the plagues because Uh-oh. apparently it's not clear. <laughs> okay, okay. so let me see if I can guess the purpose of the plagues. Okay. <clears throat> Fuck up the Egyptians. <laughs> That's not the purpose of the plague. <laughs> well, the, the purpose of the plague, it's interesting because the purpose of the plague is absolutely pointless. Let me read you this. It's just two verses um, to explain the purpose of the plagues. And uh, and then I'll give you my analysis. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials so that I may perform these miracles of mine among them, that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them and that you may know that I am Lord. So essentially God set this whole thing up to include hardening the hearts of the Egyptians, because if the Egyptians had believed early on, he wouldn't have been able to do all of this shit, right? Like if the Egyptians after the second, like maybe after the first plague and their magicians could do the same thing, they'd be like, fuck that guy. And then, you know, the second plague and the Egyptians could, the Egyptian magicians could do it. And he'd be like, fuck that guy. But then the third plague happened and he's like, oh shit, (laughs) we can't do this. This is some magic stuff that we don't have, um, we don't have access to. Shame on me once. What what is it? What is it? Fool fool me once, shame on me. Fool you, me. Fool me once, shame on you. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me a third time. The third time shouldn't happen. You're a dumb fuck. Right. Yeah. So that's basically. <laughs> I would think by the third time, if God hadn't hardened their hearts, by the third time they'd be like, "Oh damn, we fucked up. We believe. Go do your prayer shit. See you the fuck later." Right. But so if that had happened, then God couldn't do all this other crazy shit. So it would be not as good of a story, right? The same with the whole Adam and Eve and they had to commit sin. They Mm -hmm. had to eat from the tree of knowledge because had they not, um, then Adam and Eve and all of their children would have been perfect and lived forever, right? Well, it also like with the Adam and Eve story, I mean, it doesn't match reality. Right. Like, uh, you know, to say, like, if Adam and Eve didn't eat the the fruit, then we wouldn't have sin in this world. And a lot of people now even rationalize it like, well, if we didn't eat that fruit, then there would be no sin. There would be no death. Right. Um, Dark Matter 2525 has actually a really good video. A great video. Yeah. On this. Um, but. You can link it in the description. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, it, like that, uh, like with the Adam and Eve story, it just doesn't match up like reality and whatnot like not that this matches up reality at all but it, like well, you they can were see the setup well huh you can see the setup as you're reading well yeah for this story what i'm saying is is with the adam and eve story like they're trying to explain like why there's bad shit in the world well, and right, that's, that's because of that well then, yeah that's what i'm saying you can see the setup even in the adam and eve story you can see the setup in all of these moral stories mm-hmm. that that it has to be that way if it had worked any other way and God had control over moving these pieces to make it happen that way, because if it had happened any other way, we wouldn't be living in the reality that we are. We wouldn't be living in the reality that we are and the people wouldn't believe it. So it's all set up. This whole entire book series of books, the Bible is set up to ensure that people believe and people fear. People have to fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what the plagues are about is and fear. Just, yeah. And, and just to be clear here, fear, even if you're fearing and reverence of something is still rooted in the fact that you think that that, 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 that something is worthy to be like fearful of, meaning that you're afraid for your life or your safety or whatnot. Right. Like, it's rooted in that. I've had somebody recently tell me that no, fearing God is a good thing because it's just showing reverence for that deity or whatnot. And it's like it's still rooted in the fact that you wholly believe He will fuck your shit up. 
right. <laughs> and that's and that's one of the things we come across a lot is why not just go ahead and believe just in case. You know, just in case. Pascal's because, wager. Pascal's wager because if you're if I'm wrong, like I lose nothing. If you're wrong, you lose your eternal soul. So, I mean, that's a lot there are a lot of people out there it's shocking how many people out there simply hold on to their religion out of fear of what might happen to them if they don't it's not even the fact that they fully believe or or buy into all of the things that are associated with their religion it's simply that well what if i'm wrong what if what if i don't do what this says and i'm wrong then what? Then I'm. Then, then I lose my eternal soul. Well, no. Then you have frogs creeping into your bed, and your livestock <laughs> die, and you wake up with boily dick. <laughs> That's what happens. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've me personally, I I've I've been an atheist for quite some time, and um, I have never woken up with boily dick. <laughs> so... I would be surprised if you woke up with boily dick. <laughs> Hey, it would shock the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck did I grow a dick? Why are there boils on it? What the fuck? I wouldn't even care at that point that there were boils on it. I'd be like, where the fuck did this come from? Anyway. um, (laughs) Let me go get that blood and sprinkle some of it on there. (laughs) Also cut the tip off. Um, so (laughs) So to me, the whole purpose of the plagues is to so people will fear the Lord. Well, yeah, the to, like a serious uh, uh, reason on 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 the whole plagues is to show like the power of God, mm-hmm. and and which plays into your to incite to, fear to yeah. incite fear to get them to believe. It's like, well, okay, you know, because you know the whole setup to it was that the Jews had been enslaved and they had started losing faith in God. And so God needed somebody to, you know, show that he was still around. And for whatever the fuck reason, like before in Genesis, God just came down, strolled about and talked to Abraham, you know, called his wife out for giggling at him like a schoolgirl, And, and, <laughs> and story. yeah. And, and then went and destroyed Sodom. Like, I don't understand why God just couldn't come down in his red robes, whatever the fuck he has. And been like, listen, you guys need to go into the desert for three days. I'm going to go and talk to Pharaoh and I'm going to shove his head up his ass. And y'all, y'all just go ahead and go now because that's how shit's going to happen. Well, yeah. And it's interesting because in Genesis, God and his angels walked the earth all the time. Oh yeah. But this has, that has not happened um, for over 400 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Because reasons. Yeah, we don't have re- there are there are no explanations for this that I know of. Um, if you know any explanations of why God and his angels stopped roaming the earth between Genesis and Exodus, please put that in the comments. Thank you. OK, you ready to move on? Yes. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh um, again, of course, because that's, you know, they just need to have like some sort of device that transports them from wherever the fuck they are to wherever the fuck Pharaoh is, because this is ridiculous. They can't figure out fucking phones and you want them to have a transporter, like a, a goddamn Star Trek kind of level trans- transporter thing. <laughs> they can't figure out a string like the two cans with the string and they can't figure out sound vibration. <laughs> they don't have cans. Well, no, they don't have <laughs> no, they don't have cans, but I mean they have like gourds, like just a fucking cup. It doesn't have to be a metal can. 
<laughs> okay, so this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? That's another thing I don't like about this fuck is that the Abrahamic God like demands worship and reverence and fear. And like he, you have to throw yourself, the ego of this guy, right? Why does he have to be such an asshole? Asshole's gonna asshole, honey. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, uh, like, I mean, it, it doesn't matter who you are, what you believe in. Asshole's gonna asshole. Okay. Um, let my people go so that they may oh. worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hail. Oh, maybe that was the point of the wheat and spelt were not destroyed from the hail. Maybe that was the point of that because the locusts are then going to destroy that maybe. Um, so anyway, sorry, Side, sidebar, squirrel. Um, so they will devour what little you have left after the hail, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses so that all of your officials and all of the Egyptians, something neither your fathers nor your forefathers have ever seen from the day they settled in this land until now. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if some fuck came in there and said that shit, well, if that was the first thing he said, I'd be like, oh, you're shitting me. But I mean, <laughs> you know, if if all of this other shit had happened before that, it, you know, I would have been like, oh, well, fuck, maybe we should let these people go. I mean, I don't know. I don't want no, I don't want to have crickets for dinner. Locusts. Lo locusts, crickets, they're annoying they're not as the same thing. They're no, they're not, not the same, same thing. thing. Locusts are much bigger and apparently they travel in packs. Dude. Do you remember a few weeks ago, Xander and I walked outside, that big fucking praying mantis flying around that looked like a goddamn hummingbird? It was huge. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? I do. Those things are scary as fuck. Now, locusts, locusts are gross, right? But if that motherfucker had covered the land in flying praying mantises, that would have been scary as shit. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, you know, there are countries out there that like... <laughs> that like take uh, take crickets or locusts or whatnot, mm -hmm. dip them in chocolate and eat them. You know, so I, I mean, a, I had a professor in uh, at UK when I went to school when I went to college. Um, he gave out it was a biology it was a biology professor and he gave out to all of the students in our class, um, lo lollipops suckers that were I I didn't eat mine because I was so repulsed by the whole idea. Um, suckers that had crickets in the middle. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> like actual crickets. And he sat there in class and ate one of those, one of those suckers. And I could not eat a cr I'm, I just can't. And like, by the end of the class, he was not noshing on a, on a cricket. I ew. was like, you're fucking gross. I'm leaving. If I ever were to go to a country and they're like, Hey, would you like chocolate covered crickets? <laughs> Fuck you. Where's the Burger King? <laughs> <laughs> I will take the non-cricket. Hey, hey, depending on what country you're in, like if you're in India, they probably crush up crickets to make burgers because you can't eat moo cow there. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't eat moo. But, I mean, you could eat, like, I don't know, turkey burgers, I guess. Do they have turkeys over there? They could probably <laughs> import turkey burgers. <laughs> that is the one time I would eat a turkey burger. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. You want yeah, this cricket burger over here? <laughs> no, sir. I'll take that turkey burger. <laughs> well, I mean, they probably do like bean burgers and stuff. I'm just saying, like, 
Don't they probably don't have cow burgers? Bean burgers sound like they'd be dry. They probably would mm-hmm. be dry, like black bean burgers. You remember yeah. those black bean cupcakes I made you? Border well, okay, okay, yeah. The black bean cupcakes are delicious. Yeah, so. they they were pretty good. I they were a little overcooked, so they were a little bit crumbly and dry. But, um, you know, I I can I can make another attempt at those. Okay. Okay. What's, Sorry, we got super fucking sidetracked. Okay, yeah. so. Pharaoh's official said to him, how long will this man be a snare to us? Let these people go so that they may worship the Lord, their God. Do you not yet realize that Egypt is ruined? Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go worship the Lord, your God, he said, but just who will be going? Moses answered, we will go with our young and old, with our sons and daughters, with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, the Lord be with you. If you, if I let you go along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. Nope. Have only the men go and worship the Lord since that is what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. So just a reminder here to all of our, our lovely listeners, Moses and Aaron are only asking a, for a three day vacation to go out (laughs) into the desert yeah. And then come back and continue building. Yeah. There are no projects in history that can't wait three days. <laughs> like, oh, well, uh, you know, projects that they were doing or whatnot, building like, uh, you know, statues. And, yeah. yeah. It, it would be fine. It's not like they're, you know, doctors and shit. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be without doctors. The entire city is going to be without doctors for the entire three day span. Like, I think that that would be a little much, but I mean, they're all slaves. They're brick builders and shit like that. Like, you know, farmers, farmers mm-hmm. and shit. So you want to go out into the desert and have a festival? Go go on ahead. Have your Bonnaroo out there in the desert. And yeah, I hope you don't die of thirst. Yeah, it is only for three days. That's all they were asking for was three days. So, um, which wasn't exactly true, but in, in any case, um, so Pharaoh drove Moses and Aaron out, out. Um, so the Lord said to me, hold on. Can you imagine him driving them out? Just taking like staffs or whatnot. Be like, shoot. Ha-sha-sha, get out of here. Ha-sha-sha. <laughs> shoot. Get on out of here. All right. So um, the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over Egypt. He didn't even warn him about this shit. Ready? Stretch out your hand over Egypt so that locusts will swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left after the hail. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all that day and all that night. By morning, the wind had brought the locusts and they invaded all of Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there, nor will there ever be again. They covered all of the ground until it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail, everything growing in the fields, all the fruit of the trees. Nothing green remained on any tree or plant in in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord that, that to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. Moses then left Pharaoh, prayed to the Lord, and the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Uh, Not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go. 
So wait, so wait. So Pharaoh's like, pray to your God to get him to remove these. God removes them. They go back and it's like, nope, still fuck your God. Yeah, but that's God's <laughs> fault. Well, no, I, I know, I know that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is that it seems really illogical in the storyline here yeah. for him to be like, oh, go tell your God to remove them. God removes them. And then he's like, nope, still fuck all of you and your God. And this happens like six or seven fucking times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a ridiculous fucking story. It's ridiculous. Um, so continuing, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so that darkness will spread over Egypt. Darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. Ding, 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 ding. Magical Bible number. Mm -hmm. If you've been keeping up, three is a magical Bible number. (laughs) So no one could see anyone else or leave his place for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. So basically, Gollum was lit, but... But, uh, I'm not sure how. So, so like fucking, um, fucking Egypt didn't couldn't couldn't light torches or some shit. Like, <laughs> or was there a hole in this proverbial god dome that no that that showed light on on the Israelite town? I have no like, idea. But gone. have you ever been in complete pitch black? Well, like, no, complete darkness. Well, no, I mean, that that's uh, I mean, having the entire world being complete, like not even on a on a new moon night. Mm-hmm. Is it completely dark outside? Like it's really dark outside, but it's not completely dark outside. No, but I have. So if you go, um, you know where Cathedral Caverns is? Yes. It's not too far from here. Um, so in Cathedral Caverns, you walk about a mile down to the very end of the cavern. It's it's. um. It's awesome, first of all. It's really, really super cool, and it's misty in there. It's very, very neat. If anybody lives in the North Alabama, Tennessee, you know, Georgia kind of area, you should go to Cathedral Caverns. It's awesome. Um, But you go down there, you know, through the tour, and you all get to the end, and you're standing at the very end of the cavern, and um, they shut off all the lighting. You can't see your hand directly in front of your face. It is really really um disconcerting like it just it it really is upsetting kind of i don't know it just makes you very uncomfortable especially when you dark. when you start hearing the clicking sound from the other side of the room <laughs> <laughs> okay i would think i would die i think i think i would probably piss myself um yeah it's really it's really awkward it's super awkward but anyway um so now Pharaoh's like, mm, I might have to partially, partially give these people what they want. So he summoned Moses and Aaron and said, go worship the Lord. Even oh, your women and children. What? What? How? How could he go and worship the Lord? I guess after the three day thing or was it or was it in darkness for three days? Because at that third day mark, that's when Pharaoh sent for, for Moses in, in the in the lineage of the story i'm gonna have to say it took three days for pharaoh to summon moses okay how did he summon moses i mean if you cannot see whatsoever i have no idea i mean i don't i don't understand how you they'd be able to navigate around anywhere seems like you'd trip over one of those baskets that has the cobra in it and the fuck over there with the flute like I think that you would trip over something like that and you'd be fucked. Well, so let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that they use torches. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just fill in a story, a plot hole there so, to, <laughs> to satisfy you. Okay. So the Pharaoh summoned Moses, go worship the Lord. Even your women and children may go with you. Only leave your flocks and herds behind. So Pharaoh is afraid. Here's the deal. Pharaoh is afraid, rightfully so, that these people will leave with all of their herds, all of their livestock, all of their possessions, and they won't come back. And then he'll lose his workforce, right? So legitimately, he's afraid he's going to lose his workforce. But in (laughs) in the process of this, he's lost everything in Egypt. So right. uh, what fucking difference does it make? Of course, no, now he's going to need know. people to rebuild it, these, right? These, these Jews are pretty important to him. <laughs> so Moses said, um, essentially, thanks, but no thanks. Fuck your couch. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> you must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock, too, must go with us. Um, not a hoof is to be left behind. We have to use some of them in worshiping to the Lord our God. And until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to let them go. Pharaoh said to Moses, get out of my sight. Make sure you do not appear for me before me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Just as you say, Moses replied, I will never appear before you again. Now, this is... uh, the beginning of of Exodus chapter 11. So I really don't understand the purposes. Maybe you can help me out, GE. Um, the Lord said to Moses, I will bring you, or sorry, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that the men and women are alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Their neighbors are other Israelites. Why are they passing around silver and gold? Or, or is he telling them to ask the Egyptians for silver and gold? I, I, yeah, I think that he's asking. He's telling them to ask the Egyptians. Maybe. I mean, because I mean, you're right. What point would it be to ask other Israelites for silver and gold? He's but telling I, the Israelites to ask their neighbors, which would be the other, Egyptians. So like the neighboring city, I guess. Okay, so not like your next door neighbor because right. they the Israelites live in Goshen. Right. So their neighbors are other Israelites. So like neighboring town, the Egyptians. Right. Okay. And it also says in parentheses here afterward, the Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people, clearly because they beat them. Um and enslaved them. And Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. Another one of those here, let's put some information that doesn't mean anything and doesn't apply to anything that's going on right now. Right. Uh, Which, I mean, I guess they respect him. It's that whole idea of fear, though. So, I mean, I guess I could see the point here because, I mean, they respect him because they fear him because every time he's like, oh, I'm going to bring locusts. They're like, "Mm, no, he's not going to bring locusts. And then fucking locusts come. It's like, well, goddamn. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe we should listen to this fuck. Yeah. So I I don't know who Moses is talking to at this point because he's not talking to Pharaoh, right? Um, maybe other Egyptians. So anyway, Moses said, this is what the Lord says. About midnight, I will go through Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die. 
from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of the slave girl who is at her hand mill and all the firstborn sons, uh, sorry, and all the firstborns of the cattle as well. So like all the fucking cows, the firstborn cows. Yeah. And get, that's dumb as fuck. All right. Like, I don't have a problem with the firstborn kids, but the firstborn cows, that's a fucking line. I have to draw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it just seemed odd. Um, there. Also, I thought all the cattle were dead. Like, the plague of the beasts killed every single livestock except for the Israeli livestock. Right. I, I'm not I'm not sure. But they probably, apparently, obviously. They, plot hole. Well, obviously, it's a plot hole, but I'm guessing they're insinuating that there was uh, some livestock that was unaffected, maybe? I don't no, know. not according to the earlier section. The earlier section said. Well, no, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is that it, it's an obvious plot hole. But now here they're saying that not all cattle were affected. It's a contradiction. Yeah. In the Bi- <clears throat> In the Bible? so um there will be a loud there will be loud wailing throughout egypt worse than there has screaming bitches i swear to christ (laughs) worse than there has ever been before ever will be again but among the israelites not a dog will bark at any man or animal well, that's pretty impressive i mean you know nowadays you gotta get one of those electrical collars and shock the shit out of the little fuckers or just, or just not have pets. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Or, um, or you could be sociopathic and shock the shit out of them. Okay. Then you will know that the Lord makes the distinction between Egypt and Israel, as if that's not clear to this point. <laughs> um. Then you will know that the Lord may. Oh, sorry, I just read the same fucking sentence. Well, it, re- let's repeat it because that's what the Bible does. Then you will know that the Lord makes the distinction between Egypt and Israel. All of these officials of yours will come to me, bowing down before me and saying, go you and all the people who follow you. And after that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. Oh, apparently he was still with, what the fuck? Okay, so apparently this is, God's talking to Moses. Are we like having, are we having some sort of schizophrenia going on here? Because like, Pharaoh tells him to go out of his sight. Then the Lord says, ask people for gold. So you assume that he's gone, but apparently he's not because then Moses tells Pharaoh, all of your firstborn are going to die. I don't, I don't understand this, but okay, it's fine. It's cool. He's still with Pharaoh. All right. Um, so Moses was hot with anger. Hot, hot. hot. He was, he was, he was in a he rage. Was burning. You, you could have cooked an egg on his forehead. <laughs> so he left. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you so that my wonders, how these are called wonders, I'm not sure, um, may be multiplied in Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let the Israelites go out of his country. Why did he randomly tell him about gold and silver in the middle of this? Well, I, I still don't get the, I still don't get the positioning of this. Like, so here's here's my thing. This part about the gold and silver should go after Moses warning Pharaoh about the death, right? So Pharaoh says, "Get out of my sight." And Moses said, "I'll never appear for you before you again." And then threatens him with the death of the firstborns, right? And then 
when they do so this is the end of today's today's lesson we're getting ready to start chapter 12. so chapter 12 starts with the instructions for passover so it seems like the gold and silver part ask your neighbors for gold and silver should go as part of the instructions of passover well um maybe but i think that i, I really don't know the how how this is being presented here because it seems like Moses would have left, told the Israelites, you know, not to, um, well, I know, I think that, that he, that he's left Pharaoh after that point, And like, he's telling the other Israelites, like what will happen. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He leaves Pharaoh after like he, he tells threaten. him about the firstborns. Huh? He leaves Pharaoh after he tells him about the firstborns right here. So he says, um, Go, you know, and after that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. So Moses left Pharaoh right here. He warned Pharaoh about the firstborn shit. But this whole, that's what I'm saying is the uh, Exodus chapter 11, verses one through three about the gold and silver. Yeah. That just doesn't belong there. It belongs afterward when he's went after he leaves Pharaoh and is instructing the israelites about passover and ha and to prepare to leave you're saying that the story in the bible that has magical shit happening all over the place doesn't make sense yeah okay mm -hmm. i'm saying <laughs> all right well uh next time we're going to be going over passover and uh you know the death of all the firstborn which is um a way that we can know that this is like a parable, like because it frames the story. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes parables are told like this, like Moses is born with the death of all the firstborn Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then it concludes with the death of the firstborn Egyptians, Egyptians. And, right. And Moses, like before it was the death of the firstborns, but then Moses leaves, you know, mm -hmm. eventually. And then at the end, it's death of the firstborn of the Egyptians. See, th this is kind of a, a thing um, in storytelling called reflection. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's reflected. So the very beginning, it's the Jews being killed. Uh, you know, firstborns being killed and then Moses leaving. And then this is the Egyptian sons being killed and, and Jewish uh, or, and Moses is once again, fleeing, but, you know, not fleeing, like fleeing out of Egypt instead of, you know, being sent to the Egyptian people. Right. They're fleeing. At, he's actually leaving Egypt. Yeah. So some other things we're going to talk about when we talk about Passover is um, there's instructions to the Jewish people from God about um, their year, their calendar year, how to set up their calendar. Um that Passover will be an annual celebration. Like he gives them instructions for how to set up their new life outside of the Egyptian social structure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and prepare them for walking around for 40 years in the desert <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. So next time will be interesting. We have, we talk about the importance of the Exodus, why, why this is important. Um, we talk about unleavened bread. Um, we talk about um, uh, how Israelites will deal with their firstborn child. And it's, 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 it's interesting. It's an interesting chapter next week. Well, an interesting we session go? next week. We go over a couple of different books here. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to talk about the death of small children once again from the Bible. <laughs> 
And uh, I guess we will see you heathens next week. Uh, Don't forget, stand up and use your voice. We'll see you guys later. Bye, y'all.